0: Would you uh, bow to a lesbian? Me? No, absolutely not. Not you lesbian, think about LGBTQ. I would say that uh, I think that that's Obama's fault. He passed the LGBTQ agenda yeah. and he made that normal. They teach that to our children. Transgenders are, are reading books to children. That's all Obama's doing. So um, I'm going to have to blame that beta male for the issues yeah. that we're having right now.
1: Welcome to the Father State. I am Destiny Peterson. Don't forget the Father State is on Patreon. Click the little link in the description to support our work. We appreciate it. I have with me a very interesting guy. He's running against the Wicked Witch of the West with the low IQ, Maxine Waters, and I'm glad. I have with me Joe Collins. He is a U.S. Navy veteran and a Republican congressional candidate running against, as I said, Maxine Waters for California's 43rd district. Thank you for coming, man. Thank you for having me. Really good to have you here. Mm, thank you. It's, it's really good to be here. Yeah. Thank you. So you grew up in South Central LA? Yes, I did. Born and raised. What was it like growing up there
0: Um, you? It was rough. I remember it being really rough. But I, I think one of the biggest things is it was normal to me. It was normal yeah. until I actually moved out of uh, South Central Los Angeles and I started to realize that, wow, everything we're going through is not normal. You know, we didn't have quality jobs. It was a lot of poverty, um, our education was still poor. We didn't have as much homelessness, but we had a lot of gang violence, a lot of domestic violence. And um, this is the, that's what I grew up in. And I didn't realize that until, well, our house was shot up in a drive-by and then my mom moved us to Texas and it was like a whole different lifestyle. Yeah. We got trees out here, you got all this land, <laughs> I, I can know. go fishing. Yeah. And uh, you got nice jobs, big houses, really big schools and everything. And, and uh, you know, uh, now looking back on it, it was hard. What was? Uh, what was? Your, were your father there with you? And, in uh, the home? <laughs> for some time he was. Then him and my mom got divorced. Whenever I was young, oh, I was okay. real little when they got divorced. Uh, are and you so, close to him? My dad. Yeah. You know what? When it comes to a personal relationship, we don't get along so good personally. We get along better when it comes to doing business together. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I think part of the reason why is. I was in the military 13 and a half years, and so my outlook on things is totally different from his outlook on things. Mine is more of, you know, from a mindset of a person who's been in the military. So I don't see things the same way as he does. And he's a businessman, and he hasn't... um, He wasn't there as a father uh, figure for me. My grandfather was, and so, you know, we don't see eye to eye on a lot of things. So you're close to your grandfather? Yeah, I used to be, but he's dead.
1: Oh, you're okay. Mm -hmm. What made you decide? What branch were you in of the military?
0: I was in the US Navy. Really? Mm-hmm.
1: So, don't they have to swim? <laughs> <laughs> you
0: have to swim? You have to and swim.
1: And you know how to swim?
0: Pretty good at it, too.
1: And you did it while growing up? No, I didn't. You just learned when you went there?
0: You know what? I tried to learn how to swim. That's when Jesse Owens Park used to do the free lunches in, yeah. in the summertime. And so I tried to learn how to swim, but I didn't actually learn how to swim until I joined the military. Right on, man. Mm-hmm.
1: And so, um, you said that the education was poor for you yeah. while growing up in your area. Mm-hmm. What was poor about
0: it? The uh, the curriculum, Common Core. Uh, we didn't have any like CTE or STEM uh, STEM classes. Anything that kids will be um, where you can learn like actual trades instead of you know going to college and getting prepped for college. Uh, so that the education was outdated. You know, everything every every year we're always finding out new things about our history, but they never update uh, the books. You find out new things about science, technology, and new advancements, but they never update the books. And so right now, our kids are learning education from the '60s, and we're in 2020, and the majority of the stuff that we're learning um, outside of math doesn't really apply anymore. I didn't know that Common Core was being taught in school while you were growing up. I thought
1: it just started over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Really? Yep. That's amazing. Hi. um, um, Is L.A., South Central L.A. different now than it was when you were growing up?
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. In what way? We have a lot of homeless people on the streets. It's homeless people everywhere. It's so many homeless people. I mean, like, you cannot go down the street without seeing homeless people, homeless encampments, two-story tents and trash all over the place. It wasn't that much homeless people back in the days. It was a lot of violence. So now you mix gang violence, homelessness, no job, poor schools, lack of economic development. And that's what South Central looks like right now.
1: That's amazing. What is the primary cause of violence?
0: Um, lack of opportunities. Lack
1: of opportunities. Mm-hmm. Does it have anything to do with being grown, with uh, growing up in a
0: one-parent home? It could, it could. But I mean, there's a lot of things that contributes to parents being pulled out of the house. Um, like, you know, the mothers on government assistance, if you can't be on government assistance, have a man in the house, right. um, no quality jobs. A woman doesn't want a man who doesn't work, so the, the, the dad end up getting put out the house. Uh, it's, it's tons of things. The lack of economic development, you know, you don't have development or opportunities in our communities, then people move elsewhere, and it causes a lot of problems, no money. Things of that nature. So it's a lot of things that contribute to not having a family. What you know?
1: made uh, men and women decide to leave the house? Why would the man decide to leave the home so that his wife and children would be on government? Why would he make that decision? No jobs. And why don't black men create jobs? When I was growing up, uh-huh. it, I grew up in Alabama on a plantation. I don't know if you know that. Yeah. Under the Jim laws, right? But I grew up with seeing black men start businesses. And it was just in me to do it. You know, mm-hmm. I was taught to work. And when I moved out here at AT, I started my own business after a while. I worked for a while then I started because it was in me. And I can't imagine a man not being able to start a business. Yeah. Why, what's wrong with the black men
0: in South Central that they won't start a business? I think that one of the biggest issues that we have right now is lack of quality leadership, right? So we, you know, California, Los Angeles, has been Democrat for a very long time. Yeah, the Democrats have been cultured and and conditioned to believe that. Nothing good is for you. Right. I mean, when you, I'm running against Maxine Waters, and I've been here on TV since the 90s. Talk about the Republicans is for rich folks. They don't like you. You poor. Yeah. You're not this. And so subconsciously, you start to believe these things. Well, they're they're rich. I'm poor. That's not for me. So the Bible says, so is a man thinking, so he is. So right. if you're constantly every day talking about I'm poor, good things aren't for me. Then guess what? That's the lifestyle that you're manifesting. So we need leaders that are going to. Uh, build our people up, create opportunities, create the type of financial literacy that we need so we can be able to build these businesses.
1: If fathers were already doing that and they were an example for the children, would Maxine Waters be able to deceive them in that way?
0: I don't think so. Absolutely
1: not. So we need the fathers to be more involved too, right?
0: But Maxine Waters influences women because she attacked their emotions by telling them to call her auntie. (laughs) <laughs> it's Maxine Waters, not my auntie. I can think that.
1: of many words to call her. Auntie is <laughs> auntie not <one. laughs> I agree with that. I uh, I remember we were at Christian Christian Center once. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were giving, the Democrats were running for something, and we went there to protest against them. And Maxine Waters stood up and said that the Republicans uh, wanted to take down the projects in South Central and all those areas. She named all joined-down projects. Mm-hmm. And she said... I'm not going to let them take down the projects. Yeah. And not only am I not going to let them take it down, I'm going to build some more projects for you. Exactly. And, the, and she lived in a $4 million home somewhere. Yeah. And people applauded
0: and praised the law for it. What's wrong with the people? You know what that sounds like to me? What? That sounds like Maxine Waters saying, I want you to stay in the projects. Uh, I want you to stay poor and I'm not going to let them remove the projects and put houses there because you deserve to be poor. Right.
1: What would make um, if you ever want that sound bite, we can give it to you, mm-hmm. so you can play it on your campaign. Oh, that'll work. Those who would What made the adult people fall for it,
0: though? Because they live in the projects.
1: And they just feel, believe that kind of stuff,
0: huh? Well, when you're getting government assistance, you're getting oh, food yeah. stamps, when you get getting, uh, they had the the food stamp dollars. Remember that? The food stamp dollars back then. You're getting those things, and they give you cheap housing, and they make you think that you're doing something great with your life. Then, of course, you're going to applaud for that, because out, nobody knows what outside of South Central or outside of poverty looks like.
1: Yeah, that makes sense, man. Mm-hmm. I have met people over in South Central Los Angeles who have never come to the west side. Exactly. And it's like going to another state somewhere, that's mm-hmm. right across the road. Yeah. I was surprised to find that. Yeah. And so you were uh, in the Navy for 13 years. Did you become more conservative there, or how did you become a conservative?
0: I became a conservative when I joined the military. That's when I um, learned how to vote. That's when I, I first had my first mentors. And they used to say, well, you, you're 18 and you're gonna have to vote soon, right? And so when you vote, you don't vote for the party, you don't vote because your parents tell you to vote for this, that, and the other. You need to choose your party based off the values yeah. that align with you and you need to vote for people based off the values of what they're gonna do for you or, or their record. And so that's how I've always voted. So the majority of time I voted conservative, but you know, regardless of Democrat or Republican, I vote for the person who I like.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. Amazing, man.
0: Are you, so uh, you're a Christian? I'm a Christian.
1: And what does it mean to be a
0: Christian? For me, being a Christian means that, you know, you follow the examples that the Bible set for you. You follow your spiritual leaders, you, you stay prayed, and, you know, you take time to, to meditate and listen to the direction that God has for you. Are you married? I'm not married. I, I'm divorced. Oh, you're divorced. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to be
1: nice to have a single man at a <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll, we'll do this thing um, you know like the uh, when they take the guys and they and they get the girls and got to go on a date with all the girls yeah. the bachelor we'll do the bachelor
1: so when you finished serving in the Navy I read that you went to Maxine's water office looking mm-hmm. for assistant yep. Tell me what happened with that what was that all about
0: so I, I was in the Navy for 13 and a half years and it was time for me to get out the military I wanted to get involved in politics And so um, I became a presidential candidate in uh, February, early February, 2017, I became a presidential candidate and the military gave me an option to stand in the military and leave politics alone or pursue politics and get out the military because you can't do partisan political activities while you're on active duty. Right. And so um, I chose to you know, keep politics and, and get out the military, 13 years, excellent career, well-decorated, boots on the ground tour in Iraq. I ran the number one recruiting station in NRD Dallas, number two in the nation, um, ran the safety department, ran Navajo department in San Diego. And, um, you know, I thought I've accomplished quite a bit. And uh, I took an administrative separation, general under honorable conditions. And I got out the military and I still I have children. And so taking care of my children and, and trying to live in California takes yeah. a toll on your finances, on your savings. Yeah. And a lot of people think that, you know, as soon as you get out of the military, you're going to have all these opportunities for you. And that may be true, but you can't take advantage of the opportunities until you get your VA uh, situation taken care of. And so mines were taking a very long time. Um, I didn't have anywhere to go. I was homeless. I was sleeping at the uh, lighthouse at Rancho's Palos Verdes, and I was going back and forth to Maxine Waters' office every other day for about three months until my um, my benefits came in. And actually, I had to sue the military in order to get my benefits. Wow! You know they you know filed a lawsuit. They said, well, "Why are you suing?" Well, I think you're suing because I I mean I think I'm not getting my benefits because I took an administrative separation. But what I didn't know was the VA system was so broken. And so after yeah. I filed the lawsuit, they said, all right, well, here go your benefits now. Um, I used uh, President Trump's Veterans Choice Act okay. to start going to hospital facilities outside of the VA to get my claims sped up. And I found out I had a broken back in two different places. Wow. And, um, and, and so, yeah, then I go around and, you know, you talk to homeless people and you find out a lot of people who are homeless are veterans with, you know, some type of disability uh, post-service disabilities. And I'm like, wow, you guys are all in Los Angeles. Maxine Waters is your congresswoman. She's supposed to take care of you when she's failing, you know? And so I, I kept pushing forward. And after I got my um, my disability, the back pay, my medical retirement, um, you know, I enrolled in college and then I enrolled to run for Congress. Right on, man. Mm-hmm. So did you say you ran for president once or you were thinking of it? I was, a, I was a Republican presidential candidate, yes. Really? Yeah, I had to learn politics as fast as I can. And the best way to learn is going straight to the top. You learn a lot when you go to the top.
1: Right on. Mm-hmm. So what made you decide to get into politics?
0: Uh, President Trump. President Trump. President Trump. It was the most controversial election, the 2016 election I've ever seen. Yeah. And I was on a fence on both sides. I didn't like some of the things that President Trump was doing. I didn't like Hillary Clinton at all because yeah. she's a bona fide hypocrite. Yeah. And um, I was like, you know what, I can do this, too. You know. And so, so let me see what I can do when it comes to politics. And, I threw my hat in that ring as well, yes.
1: That's amazing, man. Mm-hmm. I call the president the great white hope. Did you know that? Yeah. No, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know. I, didn't I call know him the that. great, I love the president. Yeah.
1: He's an amazing guy. He's doing amazing things for uh, for the country. In spite of all the oppositions yeah. that come after him or go after him, he doesn't give up. He's very honest and outspoken. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you're male or female, black or white. He's going to tell the truth. Mm -hmm. And if you attack, he's going to attack back. That's true. And that's how men used to be. But men are like beta males now. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's true. You know what? Social media caused this. A lot of people get on social media behind the cell phones and computers. And they think they can get on there and say whatever they want to. When you're not supposed to say nothing, you know? Right. So for some politicians, you are in a losing situation, regardless if you like it or not. But a guy like myself, a guy like President Trump, I don't care what people say. Right on, you come at me, I'm going to go back at you.
1: Oh, do you know... uh, that Hispanic guy that ran against Massey?
0: What was that guy name? <laughs> the beta male.
1: Oh yeah. 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 Were you in Los Angeles at the time when he was running?
0: Yes, I was. And so did you know about him and all that? I knew about him. And what was your impression of him and his campaign? He's a complete mess. He's an idiot. And I think that he needs a male figure in his life. He needs, uh, he needs a male figure in his life, and he also needs therapy. He needs help. He, oh, needs yeah. serious, he has serious mental problems. Where is he now? You know what? I have no idea. I haven't heard from him in a we, long time. We beat him in the primaries. And oh, you did? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Did you debate him? No. Omar DeVarro doesn't want to debate me. Maxine Waters doesn't even want to debate me. Well,
1: I didn't think she would. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want you to really... Uh, she doesn't want the people to see the difference of yeah. what she really is in you. She's not going to debate. Yeah, she's not. Is really? there a law that says she has to, though?
0: No, but we'll, uh, we'll troll her until she debates. I think we're going to... After we have a few more large events coming up, so after those events, we're going to send out a formal uh, invitation to debate, and we'll see if she accepts it. We'll make it public. We'll put it on social media, advertise it, and everything, to see if she will accept the debate. I hope
1: you can do it in a way where the where the uh, community, the uh-huh. area, over there, make her do it. Oh yeah, because she's on such an ego trip. Uh-huh. She's going to believe she doesn't have to do it.
0: Well, she, we, you know, we have a lot of great things going with our campaign. We have over 35 billboards up. We're on TV on a regular basis. We have the radios, um, we have all types of advertising on social media, so we're at the point now where she has people stalking the office, she's stalking our people that are putting up our signs. I'm um, stalking everything that we does so I don't know if she's scared but she's definitely on the fence she never will show up to an event that I've been at Wow so, mm-hmm. and we you say stalking what do you mean? She has people following my guys finding out where they're putting signs at every single day Really? Every day. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised I had not yeah.
1: heard of that but I would not because she's a wicked woman mm-hmm. she really is what will you do once you win what will you do different than what she has done yeah. which is nothing yeah. over the last however many years I think Maxine Waters been
0: in there since I was a little baby. <laughs> <laughs> what would you Jesus do disciples. differently? Uh, you know, like the first thing I do is take a nap, right? Because we we never sleep. We work twenty four yeah, seven, and yeah. and I love it. I feel like I'm back in the military with the work schedule. My team hates it. I love it. Doesn't matter. Um, you know, I, I make sure they're taken care of. Yes. But the first thing that I want to do is uh, I want to sue the state of California. Uh, we need to get California back in line with the federal constitution when it comes to taxes. Yes. We are, we are yeah. overtaxed. And when it comes to development, there's so much taxes and, and take when it comes to development. When you build something in California, especially Los Angeles, it rises the cost of living. So we have to regulate that. We have no balance in there because we have so many Democrats. So that's the first thing that I'm going to do. The second thing that I'm going to do is we're, we're going to start incentivizing the opportunity zones to bring businesses back to Los Thank Angeles you. County. Yeah. We have to do that. And then, um, I know a lot of people get bent out of shape when it comes to rebuilding, they call it gentrification or what have you. But we're going to start building uh, really really nice high schools, really big high schools. My team is working on the development plans right now. Nice. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be the first start in economic development for our high schools. We're going to have a career, career wings, we're going to have education wings, you can get certified, um, you can get trade certified for whatever it is that you want to. I think our children deserve that now.
1: Um, the Democrats act as though they don't want businesses in California. Mm-hmm. they like they are deliberately trying to run the businesses away yeah. by raising taxes and bringing in the illegals and all this stuff. How, how, am
0: I saying, what's wrong with them? You know, I can't speak for any Democrats um, in, in California, but what I can say is it's appear like a leadership. I think they're doing the the follow the leader game. If 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 Gavin Newsom says this or if Nancy Pelosi says this, everybody follows in line because if not they're going to get whipped. You know, Democratic party is a party of slavery, so they still whip their people. You know, you're whip, whip back into shape if you're not in line with our with our goals and our missions. They don't have anybody brave enough to step out and say that's wrong.
1: What would you do about the illegal aliens that are coming in and are here in Uh the city they are everywhere everybody and their mama and now uh the democrats want to get give them free health care and free houses and Uh free everything what would you do about the illegal aliens
0: well the first thing that we have to do is continue with the the border security the border wall we we have to have that wall not just for illegal immigrants but for the, the trafficking, the human trafficking. But we have to um, stop incentivizing our laws being broken. I mean, if you drink and drive, you go to jail, right? Yeah. So if they break our laws, which are federal laws, they deserve to get penalized for that as well. They're no better than any American who come here. You know? Sure. We have laws, they follow our laws in the United States. But we also have to start creating an easier pathway to citizenship I mean, we need more immigration attorneys, we need more immigration judges, and we also have to fix the DACA program because DACA, um, you know, and I I feel very bad for DACA recipients because they're in limbo right now, you know, between uh, citizenship and being illegal and that's because Obama left the the system broken. Hillary Clinton was supposed to win president and fix that so all uh, the Latinos and Hispanics could vote for Hillary Clinton for the next umpteen years, but it didn't happen that way. But these people were promised something by the the U.S. government, by the president. And I think that our president needs to close that gap, give them that pathway to citizenship. But we also have to isolate everyone who is here illegally. Since they're in limbo, why don't we just send them back and they'll be out of limbo? Send them back to where? Mexico. It sounds easy, but I understand a lot of those people were here when they were children, so they don't. I have, have a, a home. big
1: truck. <laughs> You want to borrow it?
0: No, I'm not. I'm not (laughs) doing that.
1: (laughs) I know that a lot of Mexicans are living in South Central now. Yeah, sure. When I first moved to L.A., it was none. Mm -hmm. Very few are none. And blacks were having really nice homes over there. Mm -hmm. Really nice back in 68. And then, the illegal start coming in, the gang members start coming from Mexico. Mm -hmm. And then, so they start running blacks out of those areas. Yeah. Some blacks went back to the south, to Georgia, different places. What will you do about the gang violence over there?
0: I think when it comes to gang violence, for one, we have to provide opportunities, right? Jobs, quality jobs that these people, because most of them have felonies, unfortunately you know, where they can get a job with their felonies, you know, be reacclimated into society. Recidivision is what they call it. And um, so they can start to move away. That's what economic development does. It, it cures those problems. Um, and also, we can't criminalize our police department. I mean, we need the police. Right. Uh, we need the police back. Yeah. We need more police than what we have, but we also have to have the social training for our officers so they can be able to do their jobs in the inner cities effectively. A lot of times people are being targeted by following the, the culture. Right the, the culture from the rappers and and the uh, athletes, and they 're mistaken for criminals um, and, and it 's un, it's unfair it 's unfortunate uh, on the same token, I feel like we need to dress like we you know have some sense yeah. um, suits, collar shirts, and, and like we, like we have something going for right. ourselves, but um, those are those are two things that we can do in order to solve the gang culture. We need to get tough on gangs, but we also have to provide opportunities. Because if you're going to be tough on gangs, you have to be able to say, "Well, this was your option. You know, you had the option to get jobs." But right now, you can't even be tough on gangs because they want to defund the police. Every time a black person yeah. is murdered, everybody want to riot, regardless of, if that person had on a, a jacket with spikes and a break in it breaking in cars. You know, and, and, and somebody like Maxine jumps out and starts hollering at them. For, I know, I saw it, that. It's crazy. So you know, tough on tough on crime but provide opportunity at the same time to say at least you had an option. Do GANG MEMBERS DON'T VOTE, AM I RIGHT? Oh, gang members vote. They do vote? GANG MEMBERS absolutely vote. So will you be talking to them as well so they can hear your point of view? I've already started. I have gang members coming to my office and want to talk to me about gang violence now. Right on. And the only thing I can say is that's kind of that's your fault, you know? Right, when you're yeah. ready to stop gang violence, I'll be ready to help you stop gang violence. But until then, you're going to have to figure that one out. But um, gang culture is prevalent. It's, it's part of the culture. And uh, South Central Los Angeles is a culture that needs to change, but it can only change whenever they're ready to stop.
1: I'm glad you're meeting with them because over the years they've only seen black women running things. Mm -hmm. And to see a black man taking charge like that, I think it would be encouraging to a lot of
0: them. It's uncommon to see a black man um, running for office like Congress because like you said earlier, uh, we grew up and a, a lot of times with, with the mothers in the house. So seeing someone like Maxine Waters running for office reminds them of their mother. Yes. Because you know, they never had a dad. That's now you right, have somebody man. like me who's running for office. I'm going to be your daddy because right. you never have one. Now let me show you the right way to go.
1: And that's what they're seeking to, They're longing for the love of a father. Mm-hmm. Um, do black people realize that the less government in their life, the better off they are?
0: Absolutely not.
1: They don't realize that. Mm-mm. And will you be talking to them about that?
0: Uh, no. Why not? No, because we have to show them. What do you mean? Well, black people in general don't know that much about government. Oh. All they know is the government gives us this, the government gives us that. They oh, that's don't know a good that point, man. exactly. And so I can talk to them about government all day, all day. But a lot of black people are visual, hands-on learners. So I have to bring them and I have to show them. You know less government is better. The reason why is because we could teach you how to build your own businesses. We could teach you how to build businesses without getting all your, all your assets taken by the government. We can teach you how to build uh, quality schools without government you know, interference into your schools. And so these are things that has to be taught. We, I mean, yeah. they've been conditioned for years and years and years to believe that the government is gonna take care of them. Why? I have no idea. 22 trillion dollars in, in, in debt. I'm supposed to trust that somebody who can't balance a checkbook.
1: What do you think of the mayor of the city, this city? Uh, Garcetti, I think, mm-hmm. and and the governor Newsom. What's your impression of those two guys?
0: Um, I think that Mayor Garcetti, I mean, you know, he could be a lot stronger, and yeah. um, he was a U.S. Navy veteran, which surprises me uh, about a lot of his actions. And um, but on do you, a, you
1: think that he's under pressure from the so-called black leadership to be weak like that?
0: I think he's under pressure by a lot of people around him.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Gavin Newsom is a nut job, period. Oh, man. I don't have any... What a mess. Because he could do whatever he wants to improve the state of California and he does yeah. it. I can't even think of why, but he's a mess.
1: Is uh, this whole Chinese virus situation, mm-hmm. do you think that they're deliberately keeping it going in an attempt to try to get back to White House?
0: I have no clue. I know that the... Situation is overblown. Yeah. I'd like to see them shut down Chicago because I'm pretty sure violence in Chicago is killing people more than coronavirus. But, um, you know, that should be a pandemic. That should be a virus. Yeah. You know, even, even in Los Angeles, you know, gang violence, um, gun violence, domestic violence kill more people than coronavirus. They need to shut the state down and deal with those issues as well. Why do you think they don't? Uh, because it's black people being killed. And so they don't care? I, I, I can assume that they don't. And so,
1: but they are like working with other so-called black liberal leaders. Uh-huh. Why is it that those people are not forcing the mayor and the governor to do something
0: about it? Well, when have... They, they do res- care either? I, you know what? I don't know if they don't care, but I know they can... They, the, the opportunity to make a lot of money based on a virus is, is prevalent right now. But on the same token, I can say that we've never had a, you know, any so-called black leader actually fight to improve the quality of life for black America. Right. The Congressional Black Caucus absolutely nothing. Yeah. NAACP, absolutely nothing. Al Sharpton, all these guys, absolutely nothing. But these are the guys who they put in front of us for us to look up to. I can't, I can't do it.
1: Do the black people recognize that people like Mike C. Waters and others have not done anything, they're just there making money and doing it for themselves, but not really helping the community or the people?
0: After they talk to me, they realize it. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Good. Because you can say Maxine Waters is great all you want to, and then walk two blocks. There's a whole bunch of homelessness. Yeah, I know. If Maxine Waters is so great, why are these people living like this? But she's rich.
1: <laughs> That's amazing. Mm-hmm. So the other day, yesterday I believe, uh, it won't be yesterday by the time people see it, but uh Joe Biden chose that crazy insane woman, uh mm-hmm. huh, Camilla Harrison run as a running mate. What did you think about that?
0: I wasn't surprised. I wasn't I wouldn't have did it, I would have Went with a safer pick, Stacey Abrams, maybe, um, you know, somebody else, but not Kamala Harris. But I mean, on the same token, birds of a feather. Joe Biden's a bona fide racist. He's been a racist for a long time, and nothing that you that he can say is going to make me change my mind. And then you have Kamala Harris, where you know she may or may not be a racist, but her family owned slaves. So what's the difference between her and Joe Biden? They both ran the same policies. He, the 94 Crime Bill, which incentivized the mass incarceration of Black people. Kamala Harris. Uh, blatantly um, you know, putting black people in jail, people of color, Latinos in jail for things, truancies, uh, marijuana use, withheld, withholding evidence for a man who is innocent that is on death row. I mean, they're, they're the same people. The only difference is one is half black, if you, that's what you want to call it, and has hair, and the other one is a, is a white guy who flip flops. But Camilla Hare is, is she black? She's a Jamaican descent and Indian. She she really doesn't
1: identify with black people. No, she's I don't even get the black She charter. doesn't identify.
0: She no. pretends to
1: be, but she doesn't identify with black people.
0: Yeah, that's it. Was a lot of outrage whenever he picked Kamala Harris. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cory Booker would have been a better choice. He's a safe choice. He's like the the moodle the man poodle, right? I yeah. Don't know he's way, huh? real beta. Yeah. Beta male. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Kamala Harris called Joe Biden. Uh, oh, she said there are some women who accuse him of sexual harassment or something. Mm-hmm. She said she believed those women. She called them a racist right in front of him. Mm-hmm. Why would he pick her? It's like getting your enemy to work with you.
0: No, Joe Biden didn't pick her. Who picked her? The DNC. Oh. Joe Biden didn't even remember he was running for president. <laughs> I know? said yeah. that this morning. Yeah.
1: I, I, in reality, Camilla Harris is running for president. Joe Biden just there. Mm-hmm. He's just there. I don't know if he even realized it. Probably not. Are you getting help from the Republican Party in California?
0: i um, that's a, that's a tough question. <laughs> when I got endorsed by the California Republican Party, that was about it. Uh, they don't think that I'm in a race that's winnable. A lot of people count out the fact that regardless if I'm a Republican or not, is that I'm from the area. I'm from South Central Los Angeles, born and raised, and my grandfather had the largest black church before mega churches was a thing, and so a lot of people who live in the area came up under my grandfather and they're gravitating back towards me since I'm back home. So they don't put any effort. Um, into my race, but I think that's enough effort as long as you stay out of my way.
1: So are they not putting effort because they don't think you will win?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, how
1: can they think that if they don't try?
0: Well, first they would have to
1: think. somebody got a winner. You mm. got to beat her out of there, so you got to keep trying until it happens.
0: But there, there's there been no Republican Party presence in any urban areas across the United States. They deem, oh, not winnable, not winnable, not winnable. Anybody who runs in those places, we will just leave them. But, I'll tell you this, I've raised more money as a new candidate running for Congress than anybody in the United States. Oh, yeah? I got more support from Democrats um, as a Republican than anybody in the United States. I have a really diverse campaign team. On my, and I'm not talking about the ethnicity of the people on my team. Uh, I'm talking about the political party preference of the people on my team. We have Republicans, Democrats, Independents, Green Party members, uh, Libertarians. We have all types of diverse political backgrounds on my team. And This is a testament to the leadership that I have when it comes to running a positive campaign um, in a 43rd district towards the people and the willingness of the the people to trust me to be honest and take care of them when I get into office. People tell me I'm probably not going to vote for Trump, but I'm going to vote for you because I trust you. And I said perfect because I can take that message and I'll tell the president these is what we need. Um, in our inner cities, yeah. economic development, I need money for that, better schools, I need money for that, uh, quality jobs, I need money for that, housing, I need money for this. So they trust me to work with anybody to make things happen for the people in my community and that's exactly what I'm going to do. But why
1: don't the Republican Party in California help you financially if you, you know, you have so much support, mm-hmm. they see that you have a really good chance, yeah. why don't they give you money and help you?
0: Um, you know what? I have the people. The people are helping me and at the end of the day, that's all I worry about. I probably can outrun, out-fundraise the California Republican Party. We're doing very well right now. We raised right $3.5 million already to date. Right on. And um, I, I don't, you know, their help will be good. We can yeah. teach them how to uh, recruit and campaign in urban areas, but we can only help them when they're ready. But as far as, you know, them helping me, if they offer their help, I'll accept it. Until then, they can stay out of my business.
1: What's your impression of the uh, Black Lives Matter? There's uh, all this and terrorist attack on America and all this stuff that going on. What's your impression of that?
0: I think that whenever it first started a few years ago, the idea and the concept was great. Black Lives Matter. Well, duh. Of course, we know this. But as we see Black Lives Matter being infiltrated by different organizations, one thing that I cannot help but notice is the lack of, the severe lack of leadership within the party. Um, protests, great. Tearing up stuff? you know not so great. I mean, you can replace buildings, but the toll that it takes on on the cities that you destroy yeah. is great. Now, when you look at people like Dr. Martin Luther King who, you know, marched for a cause, he had bills, he had laws that he wanted to be passed. These people have demands that they want met. But how can you ask demands from the people when you're destroying their cities? That's Just right. like it's like you telling this person, I hate you, you break into their cars, no, give me this.
1: I know. I'm going to bring your house down, and exactly. I want your money.
0: Yeah, so the, the incentive for anybody to do anything for Black Lives Matter is very low. I think that protesting was great, get a worldwide, nationwide protest, but also have some laws that you want removed. Like me, I would protest and get rid of the 94 crime bill. I would protest and get rid of the world crack law. I would protest and get rid of redlining, or get rid of the remainder of the Jim Crow laws if some still exist. These are things that I would protest for because now we have a rally, we have the marching, but we have something tangible that anybody can do.
1: Did you know that Black
0: Lives Matter was founded by a bunch of fat, black,
1: radical lesbians? Lesbians! And that they hate God, they hate uh, the nuclear family, the unborn children. They uh, they say that they are Marxists.
0: Mm-hmm. They've
1: been trained to do what they're doing, and they want to turn America into a socialist society. Did mm-hmm. you know that?
0: Uh, that's an interesting concept. I will have to look into it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I interviewed them on here before. Really crazy. I'm, I'm gonna look for that. They uh, and I interviewed uh, one of the heads of it. And she ran. Mm-hmm. She was on my show, and she she didn't she didn't like capitalism, something mm-hmm. like that, and she ran. But did you know that they were a bunch
0: of fat, black, radical lesbians? No, I didn't know that. Isn't that something? But it makes sense. I don't think most people know about that. Yeah, it it makes a lot of sense.
1: I was stunned to see police officers and uh, uh, National Guard members and white people bowing down to a bunch of lesbians. Yeah. I never thought I'd live to see the day that there'd be men bowing down to lesbians. If that's true, what do you think about that?
0: Well... I would, would you uh,
1: bowed to a lesbian?
0: Me, no, absolutely not. not what do you lesbian, think about that? LGBTQ. I would say that uh, I think that that's Obama's fault. He passed the LGBTQ agenda, yeah. and he made that normal. They teach that to our children. Transgenders are are reading books to children, um, and and libraries. Sexualization of our children is prevalent in the classrooms. That's all Obama's doing. So. Um, I'm going to have to blame that beta male for the issues yeah. that we have right now.
1: <laughs> I remember um, that because I remember when Black Lives Matter used to chant, what do we want dead cops?
0: Uh-huh.
1: When we want them now? Pins in the blanket. Uh-huh. And Obama would invite them to the White House.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: heads of it to the White House. Uh-huh. I could not understand that. Rather than locking them up or something, he yeah. approved it by inviting them to the White House.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, do most well, you don't know about most, but the black Americans in your neighbor, in your community, do they know that these people are fat black radical lesbians?
0: Um, you know what, I'm not hundred percent certain. I know there's been a lot of rallies against our police department and me and my team and, and a few other people, we shut it down. Right. On. We shut it down. And I even made a statement that, you know, if you guys come here and you do anything other than peaceful protest, we're getting the gang members together and we're gonna we're gonna come and then we can debate that out Oh, you good, know, okay, that man. gang members make it happen. It's been pretty peaceful. So That's amazing. We even stopped the rioting in Minneapolis. We went out there a couple of days after George Floyd died to stand in solidarity against police brutality um, with the families who have been murdered by police, um, to stand in solidarity against police brutality, but also call out their leadership, the legislators, the people who actually make the laws that continue to allow these things to happen. You know, and um, shortly after we left, it was quiet. I got arrested out there, too, for trying to stop some kids from attacking the, the sheriffs. Do you believe that?
1: But now we're finding out that what we saw, that little short video that they showed where the guy looked like it was on his neck, uh-huh. that the real deal is Keith Ellison, attorney general of that state, he was hiding the, the rest of the video, the real deal, where uh-huh. this guy, when the police first approached him, he resisted arrest, uh-huh. he didn't want to get out of the truck, he seemed to be high on something, that's been proved that he was. This guy resisted arrest through the whole interview and he wanted to lay on the ground. They didn't throw him on the ground, he wanted Mm -hmm. to get down. So, and they asked, well, Keith, why did you do this? Well, we were trying to keep the evidence or something like that. But he allowed that to happen, if all this is true, it seemed to be, Mm -hmm. by not showing the real video in the beginning. Otherwise, this whole thing would have happened like that.
0: I think that although um, those may or may not be the circumstances, the conduct of the police, um, are still appalling. I mean, he was handcuffed. He was detained. Putting your foot on his neck was, uh, even on the top of his back, um, was unconscionable. I don't think it was necessary. But uh, well, he was
1: a big old fat black guy that was high.
0: Yeah. You ever try to hold a black guy down that's high? I can't confirm or deny the fact that he was high. If he
1: was high, have you ever tried something like that? No. Uh, no it ain't easy. Not.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I
1: remember in slave days, we tried to hold him down mm-hmm. so we could put the, the mark on them? Yeah. The horseshoe mark? Yes. We couldn't keep them down?
0: Well, it was a, They were like Mandingo. Burned, so. Yeah. <laughs> no, but doing. I mean, I, I mean you know. You. I didn't do that. Yeah, it's, <laughs> <laughs> if you did, it's none of my business. <laughs> I'm just like, uh, you, know, you know. But it's, 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 it's all a matter of opinion. Do you know, believe in police brutality? Yeah, I believe. I'm a victim of police brutality. I've been beat up by the police before. What were you doing? Nothing. <laughs>
1: so you were just walking down the road doing nothing. You just said, hey, that's a black man. Let's
0: beat him up. Um, one time, yeah, I had my backpack. They pulled me over. I was walking, I was, and they were asking me, what's in your backpack? And I was like, it's none of your business. Well, where are you going? It's none of your business. Oh, well, we need to check your backpack. Like, for what? Well, because you're in an area with gang activity. I, I said, "What's that have to do with me? It doesn't matter. Um, threw me up against the gate, punched my stomach, opened my backpack, guessed it in my uniform. I was in the military still. Uh, another time, I got arrested. Uh... I was trying to help some of my sailors that were getting arrested, thrown on the ground, beat up by cops because they hopped in a swimming pool at an apartment complex after hours. That conduct was totally unnecessary. Um, I didn't get roughed up that time, but I've seen a lot of my sailors get roughed up. So, I mean, it's, it's absolutely real. So it
1: wasn't like this, you are just an innocent t- person and the cop that did anything. You resisted their instruction in the first time, right?
0: No, no, no. I actually Because you're I... in
1: a game area. You're supposed to show your back if they ask. And you said no, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But it's not... um, See, I believe in my constitutional rights, right? The, the, The Constitution says that I have a right to live my life unencumbered, right? So when they ask me questions, I don't necessarily have to answer their questions because it's unconstitutional what's in your backpack. It's none of your business what's in my backpack. It's none of your business where I'm going. Let me know what it is that I'm doing and we'll address the situation that you think I'm doing. I don't care if the area has high gang activity. What I care about is what am I doing at that time. I'm walking of my business. There is no reason to be stopped. Look at me, shine your light, ask me what my name is and, and keep it moving. If you have any other questions further than that, you know, normally I ask to see the lieutenant. But if they
1: are in a gang-infested area,
0: mm-hmm. they're trying to keep
1: the community safe, mm-hmm. and you could possibly be one who mm-hmm. will have something in your backpack that could yeah. hurt the, the community, wouldn't it be the right thing to just show them and no, and appreciate what they're doing?
0: I appreciate what they're doing, but if I tell you no and I'm not in the act of uh, criminal activity, then you know, be on your way. Go find somebody who is actually in the act. I'm pretty sure they have more things to do. Do you believe in
1: what they call systemic racism?
0: Um, you know what i, I kind of do. I, I believe that there are laws in place that are used to attack uh, people in urban areas of color.
1: And why do you believe that?
0: Because it has Joe Biden's a walking example of a person who causes systemic racism.
1: But Joe Biden's a Democrat. Doesn't That's matter. what they do.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. See,
1: but, but. um, If systemic racism exists, I don't personally believe that it does. Uh I just believe in good and evil. Exactly. People on the side of good, those on the side of evil. Mm -hmm. But um, if Joe Biden did that, would that make him a racist or a bad guy?
0: I've said at the beginning of the show, in my opinion, Joe Biden is a racist. I listened to uh, his Senate speeches, his Senate floor speeches, and, you know, the guy is a bona fide racist. The laws he passed, are racist laws, him saying that integrating blacks and Latinos in a white schools to make a racial jungle, him using the N-word multiple times with pure impunity as if it was okay. I mean, the, the guy has a record Did of, you say
1: putting, him, putting black and white kids together mm-hmm. was a racist thing?
0: He said it creates a racial jungle.
1: Oh. Mm-hmm. oh, so he wasn't for that?
0: No, he was not.
1: And do you think that was a good idea to put blacks and whites together by force?
0: Uh, I think eventually it was going to happen.
1: Right, it would have happened mm-hmm. naturally, but do you think it should have been
0: forced? Uh, I don't think that it was forced. I think they were trying to come to an understanding to where we could start to integrate each community.
1: No, it was forced. It I, was. I grew up in Alabama under the Jim Colossus, mm-hmm. and I remember when the so-called civil rights movement started. Which should have never happened.
0: It shouldn't have.
1: should not. And the worst thing that happened to black people was the civil rights movement.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because what happened is the, the civil rights leaders, Jackson and all those guys that supposed to be leading it, they sold the blacks over to the Democratic Party, uh-huh. uh, and they agreed, okay, we'll sell you the blacks, because most blacks were Republicans at that time. Uh-huh. So they sold them over to the Democratic Party and said, okay, we'll give you the blacks, but you got to give us leadership over the blacks. Yeah. So they made the civil rights leaders be the head of the people, and it's, this has been downhill ever since.
0: I'm going to tell you, I can uh, absolutely agree with that. and. The reason why I agree is because when people say, you're a Coon or you're an Uncle Tom or whatever for being a Republican, I say, okay, granted, but the Democratic Party is the part that started slavery, fought for slavery, fought to keep you oppressed. Yeah. So can you name something that the Democratic Party has done to give you restitution for the, the thousands of years that they caused right. to, to black communities? And they say, well, we got a civil rights bill, civil rights bill. And I said, well, what about your human rights? Because they still treat you like a dog. Nobody can say anything other than, oh, well, the party switched, the party switched. But you know, digressing, what have they done to give you restitutions? If the party did switch, I mean, Democrats are for the black people, which means they owe restitution for what they did, right? Yeah. Nobody could say anything about it. So what you said actually makes a lot of sense. I
1: remember those days. I was uh-huh. in my team, but I remember most black people race was uh, Republicans. Uh-huh. I remember the Republican Party reading that the Republican Party was started by blacks and whites uh-huh. because they could not get into the Democratic Party. I remember when uh, Martin Luther King and all those guys signed that bill with with uh, that the President Johnson at the time. Yeah. And they said, "Okay, you can't have a man in a home, mm-hmm. but we need the, the blacks to vote for the Democrat." And they said, "Yes." And just, but I don't hear people blaming them. Were, were Martin Luther King and all those guys racist mm-hmm. for selling the blacks to the Democratic Party?
0: I have no idea what their motive was.
1: But would they have? I mean, if they were like, does that sound kind of systemic? It sounds like
0: money was involved.
1: Yeah, and the, in that system, money is always involved. Mm-hmm. In that system, it. would have to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so Jackson and Mother team are all systemic too, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, I'll look into it. I'll, <laughs> I'll let you know. I remember those days. Yeah.
1: Right? No one have to tell me I was there.
0: Yeah. So that's see, what
1: makes it different.
0: See, I wasn't there. Because so prior
1: to that, there was no such. System- if there were black so-called leadership, uh-huh. we weren't aware of it. With my parents, my grandfather and grandmother, they taught us to work. They were—they taught us to start our own businesses. When we became older enough, they prepared yeah. us for it. I left home at 18. I was prepared for it. We didn't have leaders. Our parents were our leaders growing up. And we became our own leaders with God's help after that. I can't yeah. even imagine having someone yeah. over me to tell me that they are my leaders. Who are leading those who claim to be leading me?
0: Yeah. See, that's that's why you're important to the black community because... You lived then and and I'm living now. So what happened then, I wasn't privy to. But listening to someone like you and other civil rights activists, um, you know, you can get the whole story on this side, this story on this side, this story on that side and put it together and start educating younger uh, generations on a proper path to go through. Even if you do want to keep your political party preference, you know, so, you know, be a Democrat, but do things the right way, create your own businesses, get the government out of your life. Out you know? of your so life, man. I absolutely understand what you're saying. So before I put you on the hot seat, you know mm-hmm. I got to put you
1: on the hot seat,
0: right? I'm with it. Okay. <laughs> so give, me
1: a, give us a quick rundown of why we should vote for you.
0: Okay. Well, the reason why you should vote for me is because no one else is doing anything for the urban area. South Central Los Angeles has been left behind for a very long time. Um, I have a five-point plan that you know, my team and I put together to uh, redevelop the communities. And it's all about getting back to the basics. Um, You know, it it, it consists of uh, economic development, rebuilding our cities to support the expansion of small businesses and housing. Uh, improving our education system. We need improvement and we need overhaul for our education system. Improving the relationship between law enforcement and our communities. That's going to be a staple when it comes to rebuilding our community and we also have to get financial literacy training and so we can teach our people how to start building generational wealth and the the last thing but the most important thing is bringing back quality jobs to our community so we can cure the majority of the illness that we have when it comes to homelessness when it comes to gang violence when it comes to parents having to work five or six jobs just to make ends meet that's my plan but this is a plan that has never been implemented because we have never had anyone who cared about us enough to implement this plan talk is cheap but action is better is it possible for you to add rebuilding a family in there too because Re- when you
1: have good parents together, father and mother together, being an example for their children, you don't see all this game. When I was growing mm-hmm. up, I never heard of game violence. Yes, I don't know anyone who went to jail. I don't know anyone who was on drugs because we respected our parents. We mm-hmm. never brought a woman to the home to have sex and not married. We, you know, just different values. We need families back in the black mm-hmm. community. And so for the last 30 years, we've been rebuilding the family by rebuilding the man. Mm -hmm. Can you help do that?
0: Rebuild the families? Absolutely. Absolutely. My whole entire plan is about rebuilding the families, right? Because if you don't have a job then what happens to the man and wife? They get upset, won't move out. No economic development, you can't even build a business or a job. If you have poor education, you can't get a job even if we put jobs there. No financial literacy, no financial training, you don't even know how to save money so your kids can go to college. Mm -hmm. So everything that we're talking about getting back to the basics has to do with rebuilding our community and getting back to that family values that we are used to.
1: That's what's really needed in the black black community is that family. Absolutely. and let the people know you're a little older than what you look. Because <laughs> yes. I can hear the old black people, I ain't vote for that boy, he look like he's 20.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm 34 years old, 13 yeah. and a half year, U.S. Navy veteran, South Central native.
1: And it's just that black don't crack, folks. This is true. Yeah, that's what happened. So I got to put my guests on the hot seat. And what I need for you to do is answer these questions as quickly as possible. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. The hot seat. Should schools be pushing the LGBTQ no. agenda? Heck no. Is it right to cancel uh, people for using their free speech? No. Was Jesus a socialist?
0: No, I don't think so. Should Donald Trump stop big tech censorship for conservatives? You know what? That's a, that's a tricky question. Should we defund the police? Heck no. Is the earth flat? No. <laughs>
1: Will you celebrate Men History Month with me? August is Men History Month. Okay. Will you celebrate with us? Yeah, we can do that. Okay. Is it criminal to give sex change hormones to children? Absolutely. Do you uh, trust vaccine? No, I don't. Can a person be more without God? Be more without God? Yes. I doubt it. Do you love the Great White Hope? I think he's pretty cool. What is a man? Me and you um what is love
0: oh god is love god
1: is love amazing did you have fun
0: that's pretty neat
1: (laughs) (laughs) thank you man i really appreciate it (laughs) thank you is there anything you want to advertise or promote now's the time to do it
0: uh yeah please go to my website joecollinsforcongress.com please volunteer please donate we're giving a lot of money back to the community. Coronavirus shut down South Central Los Angeles. The people in our community are hurting, and we need to do the best that we can to take care of them right now. We just did a, um, a job fair at our office. These are the things that we're doing for our communities because our uh, you know, representatives won't do it for us. So please go to our website, joeconsforcongress.com. Uh, donate, volunteer, follow me on Facebook and Instagram, Collins for Congress 43, and you can follow me on Twitter at JoeCollins43. And stay blessed. And I appreciate you having me on your show.
1: Thank you, man, for coming. I really do appreciate it. Thank you. That was fun. And thank you all for tuning in. I absolutely appreciate it. Don't forget to like, follow, tweet, ring the bell. You can ring my bell. Ring the bell. Ring the bell. Ring the bell. Check out our merch store, it's amazing. And Patreon folks, thank you for your support as well. Let me hear from you. Take care. Thank you, man. Thank you, I appreciate it. That was good. (laughs) Next time on The Fallen State. What was life like in for instance, I was always thinking about getting out. Right on. I never thought about, oh man, I'm going to go hang out with these dudes and spread. I'm going to go over here and play dominoes. So you were in there eight years? Uh, eight years, eight months. People on the street are institutionalized. Or they buy into the program that's fed to them and they can't think outside of that. If you want to change a country, you pump money into where they have these learning centers, trade schools. When they got rid of all the trade stuff in all the schools, that was a big thing. That mistake. was a big thing. Yeah. Welding, auto mechanics. I agree with that. Dude, you don't want to make people harder. Why not make them culturally happy? Have a happy society. Let me ask you about Black Lives. Is mad and Antifa. What do you think about them? Garbage. All this, yeah. You know, trying to disrupt our communities. It's a false flag. Do I love Trump? Uh-huh. I'm a fan. In the fallen state. We need your continued support. Donate to my nonprofit here. Subscribe and like the videos here and tell everybody and their mama about the show. Be able to help. Let us know. Okay, because sure.
0: I want Maxine out of there. We all do. Let me. Can I take a selfie? Yes. All right. Cool. Thank you. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, that was pretty neat. Can I have this cup? You sure can. Yeah.